I'd just like to uh, look at a few scriptures tonight. Um, if you have your Bible, can you look at, uh, open at uh, Matthew chapter 28? Matthew chapter 28. Uh, I just want to deal with um, something about the resurrection tonight. Uh, Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. Start reading of verse 1. And in the, in the end of the Sabbath, as it was began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And, and, and for fear of him that the keeping, keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Well, so read God's word, and may it be a blessing to us tonight as we look for a few moments uh, in, this, uh, in this portion, and a few others uh, related to that. And there's a, a few things I'd just like to, to look at, and I've just given it three brief headings, really. Um, the first one is the glory and majesty with which Christ rose from the dead, and also the reality of Christ's resurrection, and finally the solemn uh, prophecy of the final resurrection of all the dead. I just want to look very briefly with those uh, three subheadings. So the first one, the glory and majesty with which Christ rose from the dead. Well, <clears throat> we are told that there was a great earthquake and we are told the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And the Lord did not need the help of an angel, of course, but he rose again by his mighty power. And more than this, the resurrection was accompanied by signs and wonders. The earth shook, and our Lord Jesus rose again from the dead as conqueror. And when we consider the manner of the Lord's resurrection, which was a type and pledge of the resurrection of all those who truly believe in him, the grave could not hold Jesus. In the same way, there will come a time when all those who believe in him shall be gathered in when they rise again. That will be us if we know and love him. Our Lord Jesus rose with a renewed body, yet a real body, true material body. We also, if we truly believe in him, will have a glorious body. And when we shall see him, we will be like him 
as 1 John 3 tells us. So let us be encouraged with this as well. Uh, keep these things in our mind when we consider our trials, our difficulties, and persecution which will come our way, which is often the, the loss of the Lord's people around this world uh, today. So we experience weakness, pain. We're often, often buffeted by this life, aren't we? The vicissitudes of this life. And yet, for the believer, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. This is wonderful, isn't it? So let us wait patiently, for we shall have a glorious resurrection. So, when we die, what kind of funeral we have really matters little. The great question should be, we need to ask, is how shall we rise again? Because it's our standing before God in Jesus Christ is the most important thing. And John 11, 25 and 26 remind us, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this, Jesus said. Is that true for you today? Do you believe in this? This is very important. And the second uh, point is the reality of Christ's resurrection, the reality of Christ's resurrection. Now in Luke's gospel and chapter 24 and verse 1 and a few verses that follow, it tells us this. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, there came, they came unto the sepulchre bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And it goes on to tell us, and they, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, the tomb. And they entered it and found not the body of Jesus. So this simple fact is the starting point of the history of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On the Friday, his body lay in the tomb. And on Sunday morning, his body had gone. Who had removed his body? Well, it wasn't the scribes or Pharisees. Well, because they hated him. It was not the apostles and the other followers of our Lord Jesus. Well, they were too dispirited. They were too discouraged to attempt such a thing. There can only be one explanation, which is supplied for us in this account uh, from Luke's Gospel. Verses 5 and 6 tells us, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. He had risen again. And was alive, taking later, talking uh, to disciples and, and other witnesses of the resurrection. It was a clear uh, witness that our Lord Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. So let us cling firmly then to the resurrection of Christ as one of the pillars of the gospel. It is good for us to remember that our faith does not merely depend on a set of texts or, or doctrines. It is found on something that skeptics and critics cannot overturn. Whoever it may be, they cannot overturn, namely that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. No other religious guru or leader or political leader could ever say that. It is only through Jesus Christ who rose again. And this is really where our, our faith hinges. It hinges on the resurrection and that is why the early church so much emphasized the resurrection and so much 
so should we as well. We should be encouraged of the certainty of the resurrection of our bodies after death. If our master has risen from the grave, there should be no room for doubt that the believer and the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ will rise again on the last day. And above all, this should really fill our hearts with joy. To think when our Lord Jesus Christ in this uh, narrative, he came to the disciples in Matthew and he said, all hail. He was saying, rejoice, rejoice. This is the most thrilling thing. Here I am, as I said, even though they were skeptical, they were frightened. And later on, of course, uh, even the Lord Jesus rebuked them for their unbelief. But there he was, the Lord Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. Praise God for that. And in 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it says, If we believe that the Lord Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And it, went, it goes on in that passage when Paul writes to the Thessalonians, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which were alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a wonderful permanent situation we'll have when one day we shall be with the Lord. We should thank God for that tonight and praise him for the fact that we have a resurrection hope. Thank you. And we need to thank him for the fact that he would do that for us unworthy sinners. He saved us by his grace. He died our death. He rose again three days later, according to the scriptures. And finally, briefly then, a solemn prophecy then of a final resurrection, of the final resurrection of all the dead. And in John's gospel in chapter 5 and verse 25, Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. And a little later, a bit further on in that narrative, it tells us this, and shall come forth and they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So this really deserves our serious reflection and should never be forgotten. Where do we stand with God tonight? That's an important point. Do we know our sins forgiven? Have we embraced him by faith? Do we realize this resurrection is true for us? Perhaps sure online tonight, maybe you're uh, thinking about this, you're not too sure where your situation is, but Jesus has made this possible that we can have eternal life because he died our death, he rose again. That Satan's plan and strategy has been destroyed. It proves his deity, that this is God, that this uh, sacrifice that Jesus made was sufficient. It proves that sufficiency because he rose again and we have no other hope but him. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So all these things are important. All is not over when men and women die. Whether they like it or not, they will all have to come forth from their graves one day, at the last day, and stand at the bar of God. No one will escape his summons. 
no one. So when men and women rise again, they will not all rise in the same condition. There will be two groups of people. Not all will go to heaven. Not all will be saved, sadly. Some will rise again to inherit eternal life. But some will rise again to be condemned. Now, these are terrible things. But the word of God is plain and unmistakable. And something that we need really to take on board. And we, again, it does ref need our serious reflection. Where do we stand with him? Are we right with him? Do we know our sins forgiven? Are we resting on the finished work of the cross? Perhaps, maybe you've never really considered your eternal destiny. Too easy perhaps to consider the here and now, this life. But it is essential that you hear the voice of Jesus Christ now and repent of your sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross secured there for us at great cost, knowing that the resurrection has secured to us forgiveness, eternal life, to think that he would see fit that we might be adopted into his family, that we would be called accepted in the beloved. A most wonderful and privileged position. Is that you tonight? Do you know this? To know Christ as your Savior provides us with the confidence not to be ashamed before him at his coming, as it says in 1 John 2. Would you be ashamed at his coming? Would you be ready? It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. Where would he stand? That's a solemn question. When we think that Christ has secured that salvation for us at great cost, and it's only by his grace that he would save us. You want to, you need to embrace him by faith if you haven't done it already. Will you turn to him? Will you come and know him? Because an eternity awaits you. Hebrews, the writer to Hebrews reminds us in chapter 2, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Again, it deserves our serious inquiry that we cannot escape an almighty God who sees and knows all things, that he knows our sin and our shame, our depravity. Will you come to him for cleansing if you don't know him already? And if you do, then we need to come with thanksgiving and praise and deep gratitude for what he has done. And we need to come as well with an attitude of prayer, realizing there will be a day when all will be brought before the bar of God. We need to pray for the, continue to pray for those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, those we prayed for perhaps for years that we need to continue to pray for them, for eternity awaits them. I'll close with just one verse from John chapter 5, and verse 24. And Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's the most wonderful thing. Will you come to believe him, embrace him by faith? That thing that to believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life. 
Do you have this today? Do you have this tonight? And shall not come into condemnation. You know, this is the most wonderful thing that Jesus said, him that cometh to me, he said, I will no wise cast out. I will not reject. That's a wonderful thing. It's an invitation for you to come tonight and to really know that. And if you do, then let's thank God for this resurrection hope. Thank God for the sure hope that we have one day we shall be with him. And that's certain. Nothing will touch that. To think that God has already seen fit, that Jesus Christ would rise again. You and I will rise again. He was the first fruits. We shall follow. To think that one day, yes, at the moment is corruption, but one day we shall put on incorruption. All things will be made new. as the most wonderful thing. And we shall see him as he is. That should encourage us tonight. It should wean us off this world because really our real hope is with him. We want to be with him because we need to pray that God will truly work in the hearts and minds of people, that they will truly repent and believe this gospel, their only hope. And for us then, again, may we come with a sense of praise and adoration and with um, thanksgiving because he's done that for sinners like you and I, that we might know him, that he would reveal himself to us, that he would indeed be gracious beyond measure, that he would save us from our sin, to think that we can rejoice because we have a Savior who lives. We have Jesus Christ who ever liveth to intercede for us. What a wonderful thing. He is our advocate before the Father in heaven. But one day he shall come again. Next time he's not coming as Savior, he's coming as judge. He's coming as King of kings and Lord of lords. This is our God. This is Jesus Christ who shall reign supreme in a new heaven and a new earth. And you and I will be partakers of that. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? So may it, may it serve to give him praise and, and worship tonight in our prayer times. May it serve to give us fresh uh, um, desire to, to see others introduced to the Saviour. Uh, that we might seek to, uh, to do that too as we speak to people from time to time. And that, indeed, that we give him all the glory because it's all of him, isn't it? He's done it all. He's given us a joy that passes knowledge. He's given us a peace that passes knowledge. It's all of him, that he would save us and he would keep us saved. Uh, thank you. We need to thank God for that preservation. Thank you. And we need to thank God that he will be with us one day forevermore. And so, even, even so, Lord, come quickly, come. Uh, that we need to remember our Lord Jesus Christ, that our best days are yet to come. It's not here. We may go through so much trial and difficulty, yes, but our, our certain, sure, steadfast hope is in our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.